Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode six of Adam Learns Random Stuff. Tonight, I'm going to do something a little bit different. Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of a solo podcast. While typically I have guests on, I thought for this week, it might be fun for me to talk a little bit about some of the random stuff I've learned over the years. Um, As I've described myself as a pan enthusiast and a super dilettante, I wanted to talk a little bit about what that means and how things that I kind of randomly come into contact with excite my attention and I get into things. So I'm going to start kind of early on. Uh, One of the things that I early on, probably even before I was a teenager, got into was cars. And while that might seem a very sort of typical thing for a young boy growing up in upstate New York to get into, for me it was an interesting thing because I started off just really starting to look at cars as they went by and identify them. That was a big thing for me. Um, Later on, as I studied neuroscience, I started to think about how that might mean that I had sort of an expertise built up and that actually looking at cars might um, activate my fusiform facial area in the brain, which is associated with facial recognition for most people. But as you become an expert, you start to learn to use that part of your brain or your brain starts to use that part um, for identifying things that you have expertise in, which is another whole different issue. But anyways, um, I started to learn about cars and cars were something that I was really into and I kind of wanted to know how they worked and um, it kind of led me down a pathway of getting into them as I got older and learning how to work on them and wondering how they operated, what made them happen what made a car go faster, what made it stop better, what made it turn better, et cetera. And so then as I grew up and got to a point in my life where I had my own car and I had a garage, I started working on cars and hanging out with people who worked on cars and learning from those people. And that really kind of kicked off a lot of what made me the sort of pan enthusiast that I became over time was that process of not only getting into something, but getting into something and learning about it from other people who are really enthusiastic about it. And a bunch of my friends were sort of key in that. Um, My friend Ryan Mitchell was one of them who was really big on Volkswagens actually at the time. And so I ended up when I bought my first sort of project car in 1984 Volkswagen Rabbit convertible Wolfsburg edition. He kind of encouraged me down that path and I started working on that car and over time I put three different engines in it and blew up several of them and put a turbo on it and decided to run standalone engine management and put an undrivably stiff clutch in it so it could hold whatever power it was making and made it look like it was just a little fun car to drive but somehow was way faster and scarier honestly than it had any right to be. Um, and I kept being into cars probably for a long time, even, um, at the time when I moved to Ireland to go to graduate school and to be with my, um, girlfriend at the time and wife now, Susan, I kind of got into a club there. Um, the local Volkswagen club in Dublin was a group of guys that were really interesting and kind of fun to hang out with. And what I realized when I was there was that most people didn't work on their own cars. So we started doing something that we had done back in Syracuse, um, which was tech days. So we would get together and work on stuff. And that was a lot of fun. And it was a way that I could bring my enthusiasm to those folks. And they also taught me more. I learned from folks there, from people who were professional mechanics or people who were very advanced in their understanding of cars and other mechanical 
items. It was great fun to learn from them. So one of the other things that that I really got into over the years was cycling. Um, Not just cycling, but bikes in general, because it was kind of excited my mechanical interest as well as it excited my physical interest. I really started to enjoy going out cycling and I've continued on that to this day with some breaks where I haven't done as much cycling. Of course, since the uh, pandemic occurred, I have done quite a lot more cycling because it's an individual activity that one can get up to in a lot of different ways and get out and experience nature, etc. But again, learning about bikes was something that I found really enjoyable and fascinating because there were so many different characteristics of bikes, you know. What's the gearing like? How do you change the gears? What are the different derailers working? How are the wheels working? What are the physics of how the bike moves better? You know, do you want stiffer chain stays or more lax chain stays or the upper chain stays to flex more so you have a better ride, but the lower chain stays to be stiffer so that the power transfer is better? All of those things, of course, because my brain just latched on to those things, became an object of fascination. And so not only did I start biking and and working on bikes, I decided that pretty much any bike I had, I eventually stripped down and replaced just about every part on it to make it what I would consider optimal for myself, certainly within a specific price point. So biking became a big fascination of mine and is still to this day. So that was kind of a natural progression from cars to bikes, you know, four wheels to two and, and actually much more complex mechanicals of a car to the much simpler mechanicals of a bicycle. And there were a lot of other interesting things along the way. At a time when I was in college, early on, I met a friend that we all hung out with quite a bit, and he was really into vintage guitars. And I never thought that I would have any interest in that. I'm not a musician. I don't have much interest. But because he was so excited about it, and it was something he was so into, of course, I started to learn about it and talk to him. And because I developed interest based on his interest, it became something that I learned quite a bit about for a period of time. And that is sort of the pattern that I've been in for a long time, is this sort of getting excited by the enthusiasm, that the enthusiasm, my apologies, that others have, and using that to sort of generate knowledge. But also, it generates enthusiasm for me. And that's a lot of why I decided I wanted to do this podcast, was to get that enthusiasm from folks and to sort of generate it in myself, as well as to learn from people that I mostly know. Um, You can tell that the people on my podcast are people that I've known in the past, sometimes very well, sometimes not as well or for very long recently, but people that I know. And I also realized through the process of thinking about this podcast that a lot of the people I know are really fascinating people. And I have been lucky to exist, to grow up, in a place where a lot of fascinating people grow up, but also to have had been blessed with a lot of friends who have a lot of strong passions and interests and people who really are into things, not just, you know, want to do something, but are really into things. In fact, to step back to an earlier portion of my story, one of the things that I did um, sort of in my car interest endeavor, and actually with the friend that I mentioned, Ryan, was we did a banger rally. We did the first ever um, U.S.-based street safari rally, which was called the Big Apple to Big Easy, where we bought a car. We had to purchase a car that was under $250, yes, believe it or not, and we had to drive it from New York City to New Orleans, um, and it was not the short way. 
So we did this. We found a 1989 Volkswagen Golf two-door. Uh, it had a few problems, um, like the uh, brake lines were rusted out, so we needed to put new brake lines in it, and the fan for the radiator didn't work at all, or the switch for the fan didn't work at all, so we just ran a 12-volt switch in through the driver's side window, and we flicked it on when it got too warm going up a hill. And we had another friend of ours, Dan, um, paint it in graffiti with our car number, the number 42, which some of you, if you get this reference, might recognize as the answer to everything, according to the white mice. And we drove it to New Orleans, um, and it made it all the way there. Um, we, in fact, sold it to a uh, young man who drove it back most of the way to where he lived, which was Indian Island, Maine. I believe he had a fuel pump failure along the way, but it did eventually make it there and apparently drove around that island for quite a long time before it finally kicked the bucket and is probably in a junkyard somewhere, likely with the excellent graffiti of our friend Dan still on it. So that was sort of a little seg you down a different pathway of engaging with another group of very interesting individuals who are also on the same $250 long distance rally with all sorts of challenges. Other things that I had gotten into over the years based on people's interests, uh, partially my own, one of the things that I spend a lot of time uh, interested in and spend a lot of time thinking about and almost had a podcast about is politics. And this is something that I learned a lot about from different people along the way, more probably internally in some ways. This is one of those things that I just started to gain a keen interest in, partially because I saw the effects on the world that I lived in. I think maybe in particular when I lived in Ireland, because it broadened my scope of understanding of how the world maybe worked and maybe could work. Unlike growing up in the U.S. and living in the U.S. for my whole life, being in a different country and seeing the U.S. to a certain degree and, and other parts of the world from a different viewpoint, from a different layer, allowed me to really think about, okay, what is my context built upon? You know, how, how have I decided to think? How have I been led to think? And um, it was a very interesting way for me to see how my opinions and my thought patterns and my biases had been shaped. Um, not that I am certainly at all immune to any of those things. And in fact, I continually work to try to figure that out. Uh, how are my biases shaped? What do I think? How do I think? And why? Uh, one of the things that always concerns me in this endeavor when talking about politics is that people think that it's something that is rude or uninteresting to people. But I also think that it has a lot to do with how our brains work and how our minds work. Um, and so that's another thing that, you know, maybe leads to my super dilettantishness was that uh, later in life, um, I decided to move to Ireland and and pursue studying a new field. Um, I had previously worked in technology basically for my entire career after leaving college, even though that wasn't what I had studied in college. Um, I did do a graduate program in information technology when I was working at Syracuse. But then I decided I wanted to do neuroscience. Um, and I had developed a bit of a fascination with this when I was in studying psychology in undergrad because I got to bring a sheep's brain home and poke at it and learn all the different areas of the brain, but also start to understand a little bit about how the sensory system worked um, and sensory neuroanatomy, but never really had the headspace to think as deeply about it as I felt I needed to while I was working full time. So I actually quit and moved to Ireland. I um, partially certainly to be with um, Susan, my current wife, who became was my girlfriend at the time 
course. Um, but also to pursue something totally different, to kind of shake it up. You know, I had hit a point in my life where it was time to do that. And so learning neuroscience was a really big challenge. Um, and it was something that I had sort of had to develop that enthusiasm within myself. And I still found ways to use that other's enthusiasm to help me to learn more about neuroscience and the brain and learn how to do functional neuroimaging and learn how to interpret the results and learn how to design experiments for an MRI machine and program them and do all of that stuff that made me feel like I was doing something really fascinating and also maybe realized down the road that academia was not probably the best place for me, given that I do have this dilettantishness. So I actually have moved back into technology as a career because it's continually learning, not that being in academics isn't, but it's definitely continually learning. There's always new stuff to learn, and, and I really enjoy that. Um, and that's probably why I ended up in that field. So over the years, I've kind of gone through a long rambling discussion, um, but over the years, I really have seen that this belief, this idea that what other people are into can be really engaging to me has made me wonder if it's engaging to other people. And I hope that if you're listening to my podcast, which I know that some people are, not a million people, but certainly, you know, more than 10, hopefully, you kind of get that. And that's something that you're enjoying. You know, I've really enjoyed doing it. I'm going to continue to do it. Hopefully, the next time you won't just have to listen to me ramble on for 15 minutes, but you'll actually get to listen to some other people talk more. But it's something that I enjoy doing. And, and it's something that I keep learning from. Um, every guest that I've had, I've learned a lot from, and I, I hope that that joy of discovery comes through when folks are listening. This is, as I said, I said, obviously a very different kind of podcast because literally I'm just sitting here talking at a microphone. It's not as interactive as it could be. So I'm probably kind of interviewing myself, but the idea that learning stuff, getting into different things, understanding something relatively deeply um, I think that while in the podcast auspices, I can't always understand things as deeply as, as I obviously could, there is a certain portion of getting some depth out of it. And that's where having somebody who's really enthusiastic, who really cares about what they're talking about, can help you get to that depth quickly, rather than sometimes when you're talking to somebody who is just kind of telling you about something, if you don't elicit that kind of interest and excitement in them, you don't always get to that level of depth so quickly. So that's a little bit of my concept, um, a little bit about my history of being a pan enthusiast. I could talk about millions of other things that I've gotten into, like rocks, growing crystals, um, my little pony because I have a young child who's really into it. So yes, I'm kind of into that too. And many other things. Again, that's that enthusiasm of a young child for something is really infectious. Really getting to the root of why it is that I find it so much fun to learn from people and not learn necessarily just from reading things on the internet, etc., but actually talk to people and learn from them through their enthusiasm. And I hope that this is something that other folks are enjoying. And thank you all for listening to the podcast. I hope that it's enjoyable for you all. And I hope that, you know, if you have questions about it, feel free to reach out to me. I think probably everybody who actually listens to it is somebody who knows me. I'm going to guess. Maybe I'm wrong. But 
please feel free to reach out. And if you're interested in being a guest, please feel free to reach out. I'm sure that there's a lot of you out there who have passions that you're excited to talk about, and I'm excited to talk to you about them.